Hey, Josh. Hey, dude. What's up, buddy? I'm doing good. So, I don't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, we, we had talked before we started. I was going to do the little sound of music thing. And then I, I choked. <laughs> I, I choked. That's like, okay. like the Philadelphia Eagles used to every oh. time they went to a Super Bowl <laughs> until they decided not to. Uh, the, nah, uh, but I was, yeah, I was going to do uh, the, the sound of music or like the, uh, whatever the, the few of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say some more of a few of our favorite things. That's true. Um, the, the joke, I choked and the joke fell flat on its face. You choked on the joke. I choked on the joke. Good thing I'm not in comedy. <laughs> That's true. That could be career ending right there. But nobody yeah, cares man. if a mailman's not funny. <laughs> who, who is the funniest mailman? I, I can't Newman. think of any. Oh, uh, Newman. Touche. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, for the record, uh, I think it's the. I think it's it's fairly public knowledge, but like uh, the post office really was uh, as in an official capacity was not a fan of uh, Newman and uh, yeah. Seinfeld's por- portrayal of the United <laughs> States Postal Service. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there are multiple types. I'm sh- sure soup shop owners um, weren't big fans of Seinfeld either. Yeah, sure probably were... <laughs> not. Probably lots not. Of, uh, lots of well, lots of different companies and brands. Here's here's a bit of like okay, so Seinfeld was the show about mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. and this is not a show about nothing. Ah. This is a show about some of our favorite games so far. That's it's, true. It's still weak sauce. <laughs> I apologize to anybody who's still listening at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thanks for coming. We've got lots to talk about because we are good at being bad at brevity here at mm. The Breakdown. Mm. Yes. So how have, how have your past two weeks been, my good man? Uh, you know, pretty good, man. Uh, we did. There, there was some like family stuff that all in all, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just life. You know, in a lot of ways, like can't complain. The weather's been nice. Uh, here in another couple weeks, I have a week of vacation coming up, so I'm looking forward hey. to that. But uh, it's 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 been good. But like you know, more of the same kind of stuff, and it's good. Yeah, you know, that's fine. That's fine for this time of year. Uh, you know, there there haven't been any days where I feel like the sun is trying to kill me. It's just uh, more like it's just trying to uh, you know make me uncomfortable. Yeah. So, how about yeah. you, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I don't know how much uh, how much I've gone into it, honestly, on the podcast, but um, you know, some stuff at work has changed. Yeah, the new, the new position. Yes. Well, the new responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. So that has has been a cause for lots of learning on my end, um, which is fun. I dig learning. I like learning new things, but it's it's you dig learning. I do. Are you on drugs? <laughs> uh, I uh, I uh, thought that I thought that was a good one, man. Like <laughs> I dig music, and I'm on drugs. And I'm on drugs. 
I know that yes. we've made that joke it. at least once or twice on this podcast. And I think you've made that joke at least once or twice on So Talk To Me. It's true. So I, I it's, felt like I, I dig learning. Are you on drugs? And I'm on drugs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a reference to Almost Famous. That is my personal some of our favorite things okay that's what we're talking about today right Mm -hmm. that is my favorite movie of all time um and you take that for what you will i understand it's not the best movie ever made but it is my favorite i really enjoy it and it's been too long i need to pull it out and watch it again because it's good it's Mm. it's written in such a way that all of the characters they don't speak like normal humans a lot of the time they speak they say very pithy statements and it's so th- there's so much from the movie that you can just pull out sentences and it's so good. Anyways. Well, that's, that's, that's a Cameron Crowe film, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it's, why. I mean, somewhat of an autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he's definitely churching up stuff. Like oh yeah. Nobody in real life is that cool all the time. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. You know, so things with the new job, they're they're going well. Yes, yeah, it's kind of slow going, I guess, but it's just it's just not what I thought it would be, if that makes any sense. Um, but not in a bad way, in in a good way. It's just like, okay, I'm starting from scratch in this new, not new field, but new like area that I had never considered. If if I haven't said it before, I had been I have been made the website manager for our church. And, um, so it just means like, I haven't, I haven't worked with code since like middle school when I first started learning HTML. And surprisingly, a lot of that actually carries over to what I've, what I've learned. I say a lot of it, the little bit that I learned. Um, so I'm starting from the bottom, relearning HTML, CSS, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that I got to learn. Um, so it's fun, but yeah. What were you gonna say? Sounds sounds like work. Well, I was gonna say like you know, so you guys don't use like Squarespace or something like that that does like the plug and play. Or? We do, we do. Yeah, it's it's okay. through WordPress, and so um, like it was already kind of set up. It already has like a custom theme and all that. But then I mm-hmm. want to like peek under the hood and see how all that stuff is working because like yeah, the first thing I learned was okay how to get around in what we already have. And, you know, so I can upload sermons and create new pages for sermons and stuff like, like really simple stuff. Um, but I also, you know, if anything breaks or if we need to do like drastic changes and stuff like that, I want to know how to do that stuff. Um, so then I'm, I'm, I'm learning all kind of the back end stuff. And maybe that's just how I am, what kind of a person I am. Like I want to pick it apart um, and not just do the bare minimum, if that makes sense. I guess maybe it's working in tech. Like I understand how quickly things can go wrong. And so I want to be prepared. <laughs> so no, yeah. that's, that's, that's reason. Me. Sounds reasonable to me at least. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, it's just the way that my brain works. It's like, okay, this is another skill that I can kind of put in my pocket, maybe use in some other contexts as well. So yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, that's fun. for sure, man. You know, I, for anybody who didn't, catch our last bite-sized episode if they are mm. noticing a difference in sound quality mm. um thanks to the aforementioned patrons we bought a new mic yeah um 
And so hopefully it sounds better. Um, hopefully now it doesn't sound like I'm talking through a tin can. <laughs> and you know what's what, what's weird is that like I so I listened to that and then I I listened to some older episodes that we recorded. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, there it's like it is like a distinct difference yeah. in the level, like the audio quality. So that's it's very cool. I I think that's very cool. Super I agree. grateful for that. Shout out to the patrons and for um counting our chickens before they're hatched. Yes. <laughs> All those and, things. And doing that. We were just so excited um, about the stuff that we could, in, you know, invest in for the future of the podcast that we were like, hey, this is a good deal. I'm going to jump on this. Let's do this. And I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> all the references. I love it. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, patrons. You guys are amazing. Um, and hopefully everyone else kind of notices the difference. Or if you don't notice... Hopefully that's a good thing that you've yeah. never had a problem before. But yeah, that's that's not a that's not a bad problem to not have. Exactly. Yes. There yes. you go. Not a bad yes. problem to not have. <laughs> Speaking yes, of problems that's... to not have any longer, do you want to jump into our backlog report and see what we've been beating down? Sure. That wasn't yeah. much of a segue, but it was something, right? You got to Hey you know, the, the, a couple of weeks ago, like you were on fire and, <laughs> you, you know, I guess this is just sort of like the swing of the pendulum where <laughs> there you go. now it's just ashes. Nothing will burn anymore. No more fire. The flame is gone. All right. Um, so uh, let me pull out my report here because I've got a couple things. Okay. That holy work is so good. So good. You know, um, that's the next thing we're going to invest in, is a soundboard, <laughs> so we can get all Dude. kinds of fun. If you start playing, like, you, you know, like, the, the weird, like, just, like, insert odd sound bike, <laughs> like, I may, I may just have to say, like, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, three times, I will say dude. We can't do and this just look anymore. at you. I'm like, <laughs> bro. It's It'll be dude, 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 bro. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, it reminds Anyways. me of Parks and Rec, how they do the, when they go into the radio studios, they have all the weird noises, but those are like somewhat inappropriate. So uh, that's not what you're going to get from our podcast ever. We can promise you that. So if you'd like to support us, just know. We're we're keeping it. I don't know PG. All, we keep it well, PG? all the and all the sound effects are organic. Yes, like we only only fair trade sound effects. Mm-hmm. Which what you know what that really translates is us doing terrible impressions. <laughs> Cage free, farm fed, organic terrible impressions impressions. All right, so uh, what do you have to report on? <laughs> Since we um, don't have a segue. <laughs> not a a ton. Okay. Uh, you know, like I said, there there were a couple weeks where there was some like uh pretty intense family stuff going on. Yep. Uh, and so that really did limit uh a lot of everything. Like I didn't do a ton of reading. I've been keeping up more or less with that calming your spirit by uh okay. Jones. 
that's the devotional uh and that's good i've i have read i did read like a chapter or two more of good and angry um and i think i read some of the that christian the the gentleman's the christian gentleman's smoking companion or whatever yeah I read a little bit more of that. Um, so that's as far as reading, that's been that. My memorization, and again, a lot of it, it was like, uh, I did some a couple weeks ago, and then this last week, I, I didn't really do do much with that. Um, okay. I did, however, uh, manage to finally sort of close the loop on a couple things, yeah. a couple games. Uh I finally beat Azure Striker Gunvolt. Mm. Or mm. yes. Mm, 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 mm. Now I got I only got the bad ending. Okay. I didn't I had all the jewels. Okay. Um so it, I didn't have to go back. And so at this point in time it really is just a I have to go back through the last level. Yeah. And then do all the extra boss fights. But that last, like, Nova's second form is trash, <laughs> and I hate it. And it's timed, but not the traditional timer timed. It's like, it's oh, no, no, no. If you take more than 60 seconds, you are dead. Like, there's no getting around it kind of timed. <laughs> it's so not good. Uh, like, well, and even, like, his first form is pretty trashy. I hated mm. that, too, because, like, he uses... Um, he uses like he has that shield and you have to disrupt that and then mm-hmm. you can tag him and then you can zap him. I'm like, dude, this is garbage. <laughs> this is hot, steamy <laughs> dog do. I, I mean, a final boss, it's gotta be pretty intense. Yeah, but there was like a weird um I really feel like there was just like a weird like the other bosses were a little challenging, but not so so much. But there's just like this weird like they just like they turned it up to eleven, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, everything else true. is like at like four or five, yeah." And then he is significantly harder than everything else in the game. I mean, game is yep. enjoyable. I'm probably going to try and go back and get the true ending, um, but I did, I did a few of the challenges. Really liked it, um, so that was a good one. Uh, I also beat Metal Slug Two. Um, nice sat down for like an hour hour and a half and just like chewed my way through that i really liked the whole thing but there was that one boss it was the tower one where oh it's yeah, like, yeah it's like the giant jaws i hated that fight <laughs> i thought that like that made me so angry because there's not like a good way to just aim down right like you have to jump and hold mm-hmm. down it hurt my and hands. i'm like oh <laughs> yeah, that that fight was trash, and I didn't like the last fight. I thought was real bad too, the very last fight against the UFO or whatever. Okay, like that. I was like, mm, I didn't like that one because they he would spawn it would spawn all the little UFOs that would yeah. just like harass you until they killed you, and then it was like, bah. anyways, liked them. Like both those games, they were fun. Uh, like I said, uh, I've been working through you know, a little other stuff I've been playing, uh, in keeping with the handheld theme of, you know, the backlog busters couple of months here. Yeah. Uh, I picked up, uh, well, didn't pick up, but I had a, a game that is available. It's available on the switch, but okay. it, the version I have it for is on the Vita and it's called reverie. Um, 
That's R-E-V-E-R-I-E. And it's a really charming sort of Legend of Zelda clone. Uh, It's set somewhere in like New Zealand or Australia. Like some, you know, the sort of like that Kiwi, Aussie Mm -hmm. uh, type region. Uh, It's got some like Samoan influences kind of as far as like art folklore sort of stuff i i I think that's cool might not be samoan but yeah it's it's really cool uh the character actually kind of reminds me of ness from the Ah. the main character that you play as reminds me of ness from earthbound so there's a little bit of tie to what we just got done playing Mm -hmm. and uh i guess uh horizon zero dawn's dlc still sort of working at that Um, okay i i really enjoy going back to that I really, that that is a game that's sort of coming back to it. I'm like, okay, like, yes, there are some like things about this game that are not great, but, Mm. um, and it's, it's, it's more like, I think like I'm two or three, we're two or three years removed from it. Yeah. And so, and the other thing is like the DLC, like the, the difficulty is like super ramped up. And so I'm getting my teeth kicked in every once (laughs) in a while. And I do not like that. Um, and so there's been sort of like a relearning curve there, but yeah, uh, that that's pretty much like everything I've been playing and reading. Um, I did. I'm going to start talking about like a little bit about some of the books I've been listening to. I uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a guilty pleasure in the sense that I don't really feel guilty for listening to it, but I don't recommend it in good conscience um, for most people. But uh, Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Years ago, wrote, wrote a book. Uh, like I, I like Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of his stuff is like kind of perverse, and like he, he yeah. always like finds like there's always like that one or two moments in the game where he's just like really gross mm-hmm. um, and kind of perverse. But or game book, I was uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was about to call that out. But you caught it. You like audio books? <laughs> Record your own. <laughs> oh my goodness um <laughs> now you can play uh, them too <laughs> now you can play audiobooks <laughs> yeah uh but he wrote years ago this book called the the talisman it was probably one of the first stephen king okay. books i ever read um and he co-wrote it with someone else i want to say peter straub I'm, I'm not sure somebody's probably going to listen to this at some point and be like nate you're a moron uh, you're not wrong listener uh <laughs> Maybe not for the reasons you're assuming, but you're still not wrong. Um, no, you were anyways, right. According to Wikipedia, Stephen King and Peter Straub, you were right, sir. Okay. Sweet, sweet. The part of the show where we look things up on Google and Nate's not <laughs> as insane as he thinks. Hey, um, did you just edit the this... Wikipedia page? I'm just kidding. Maybe <laughs> with my mind. Um, but there's a sequel to it. Um, that he, they wrote years, like years later. Like mm-hmm. I think the Talisman was written like in the eighties, and um, but the it's called the the Black House or Black House. Okay. Um, it's it's a sequel and it's good and I liked it. I there were parts of it where I was like, eh, but yeah, I've so I've been listening to some listening to some books, but I mostly listen to fiction. So awesome. Just going to make noise now. Um, but how about you? How is your backlog report good, sir? 
Um, okay, well, let's let's take a look at some of the stuff that I've got here on my report. Um, so it, uh, just to break with tradition, yeah, I'll go ahead and start with, with kind of books and reading and stuff like that. But in order to do that, I do have to, once again, give a shout out to Habitica. Um, the, uh. I've mentioned it previously. Um, it's basically a gamified to-do list habit tracker mm-hmm. kind of app. And, um, and it has helped me a lot with just being consistent with some of this stuff here. So, um, making my way through, uh, Calvin's institutes, I'm still not sure if I'm going to be able to finish it this year. Uh, the first book <laughs> I have the two yeah. volume set and th- there's no way I'm going to get through both volumes. Um, but I may actually be able to get through the first volume by the end of the year. We'll see. Um, cause school starts up in a couple weeks and I have no idea what that's going to look like. Um, probably lots of reading other material. Um, so I'm not, I, I might have to redo my to-do list. We'll, we'll see. Um, but making my way through that and that's good. I am currently at the, um, portion where he's going through the 10 commandments and he has some interesting things to say. Like earlier today, I actually, um, read where he was talking about, uh, the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath holy. And I was very surprised at what he had to say. Um, I guess maybe it's just, maybe it's my own naivete, but, um, you know, you'd think, especially um, people hundreds of years ago were very serious about, I mean, not that people aren't serious about the faith today, but just, you know, I, I would have thought there would have been a lot more kind of strict in uh, some of the stuff that he said, but he was basically like, Psh, don't be dumb. Don't, uh, not, he didn't actually say that, but, but he used the word ridiculous a couple times, which I was like, huh, that's hilarious. Of course, that's the English translation of the, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it, French that it was originally written in. Um, but, uh, talking about how, like, you know, scripture says not to be superstitious about the days. So like, it don't get all caught up in specific, like days for uh particularly as it pertained to the sabbath but then he went on to explain like why we why um we gather on the lord's day for worship and things like that but um i was just surprised because he framed it in the in basically starting off by saying like yes uh the old covenant you know it was one specific day um on you know saturday i guess at that time um but now we don't, you know, the, like the fullness of the law has been shown through Christ. And so we're not um, bound to like our superstition when it comes to observing specific days. Um, I could pull out the scriptures that, that he actually referenced, but I don't have them in front of me. I didn't prepare. I'm just saying that I was very surprised and I continue to be surprised by um, the Institute's just in its um, uh, readability and applicability. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that I'm continuing through the book because it's easy to kind of fall off just because it's pretty dense. I'll, I'll put it that yeah. way. Um, yeah. So Institute's coming along with that. Um, Valley of Vision as well. I've I've been doing, that's on my uh, dailies as well, at least to read one of those. And, and those are great because, I mean, those are Puritan prayers. And the way that the Puritans thought is just very different than today. Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't remember if it was this morning or if it was yesterday, what one of the prayers that I read, it specifically said, um, it like prayed for, um, that 
that you would cultivate a self-loathing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly the opposite of what you hear a lot today. Now, don't take that too far. I don't mean that to say like, all I mean to say is a lot, there is a lot of like psychology that has mass cloaked itself in, in Christian imagery, I guess, nowadays. Well, there's a lot of therapeutic deism. Yes, there you, know, you go. A lot of self-help that's masquerading as, you know, Christian religion. Right. So. Right. And so the fact that it was called, I mean, like, I could see people getting really upset of just reading that. Now, obviously, you have to read it in context. The The, the prayer is talking about, like, your flesh, obviously, um, not not you as a person, because you are loved by God. Um, so not, not that you should hate yourself, but that you hate your flesh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. side of you that is sinful. Um, so anyways, um, it, you know, Joe Thorne talks about how um, his, the way that he goes through the Valley of Vision um, really helped him. And I don't think, he, I, I can't remember if he used this word, but what comes to mind for me is it helps to just kind of recalibrate, Right. Like you just take time yeah. out of your day and it's, you know, five minutes to read through one of these. It's so short. Um, and it, it really kind of reminds you like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I am in the presence of God, you know, like it, it helps to remind you mm-hmm. who you are and who God is. Um, so that's been, that's been a, a nice little, for lack of a better term, devotion um, to go through. Uh, outside of that, I, I have listened to a couple books. Um, one that I plugged on my other podcast. I don't. Eh, did I mention it on here? I can't remember. But um, I've been. I read a couple. Listened to a couple books by Nancy Nancy Guthrie, and uh, the one in particular that I really enjoyed is called Better Than Eden. Um, mm. And it was kind of a study. She she pulls out different aspects of things that you see in the Garden of Eden. And how, um, because of the story, like what God has done throughout all history, um, that it will be better when we, uh, when we, <laughs> I can't think of another way to say it, uh, when we get to heaven, you know, that, that just sounds so cheesy, but I just mean like yeah. when in the fullness, in the consummation of all things that God has created, like it will actually be better. We're not looking back to, Eden Eden is not perfection, but it was um, like we are actually looking forward to something better than what Adam and Eve had in Eden. Um, so that was a really good book, and I really enjoyed it. Well, no, uh, Megan's Megan's been reading uh, that better than Eden as well. I think. Oh, nice! And so we've talked about it a little bit from time to time, but um, I think there's there's a lot of and this is based on conversations that I've had with my pastor, but I think mm-hmm. that a lot of times like, and this is something that I've even had to sort of like correct. Heaven is not going to be this static stale. Like things will be perfect in the sense that there will be no sin, but mm-hmm. it is very much like uh, there will still be things to learn. Still be like it will. Some, yeah. some of the, I don't have a context for it, but it's just like, there's a challenge there to think that, that it's just going to be like a snap where it's like, and everything's going to be sort of like, 
in stasis and completely fulfilled and completely perfect and everything else. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think one of the interesting things is that, uh, you know, for me, just, just as a personal sort of aside, one of the things is that I look forward to being able to labor, to work mm. and not labor under, you know, in, in a fallen state. Yeah. Like to not, to not, hate my work yeah at times and you know so it's like things like that where i'm just like there are things like that that are good to think through and so i just i i think that you know i probably need to just go through the book at some point in time um because Mm -hmm. it sounds pretty interesting yeah yeah i i really enjoyed it um but yeah no that's that's a that's a good point It, it doesn't necessarily talk about like what heaven will be like necessarily Mm -hmm. it just kind of follows themes that start in eden and continue on through scripture and so it's pointing forward to its fulfillment its ultimate fulfillment um but not necessarily like like she starts off the book by saying like there's it's actually surprising how little uh description that we have of heaven (laughs) throughout the bible like god just doesn't let us know that much um and so you know depending on your ideas of what heaven will be like, like you said, I think there are definitely, um, we kind of get this idea of, you know, maybe from cartoons or whatever, you know, like floating around and playing your harps and whatever, or that it's just going to be boring. It's going to be like one constant worship service over and over and over and over and over again, in the sense that we equate like a worship service that would get old after a few hours. You know what I mean? Like not, not as it really will be, because I think worship will be more fulfilling in heaven. Just yeah. that like our, we assume sometimes we assume that it's going to be, yeah, it's just going to get old. It's going to get boring because we can't fathom an eternity that would actually be meaningful. Well, and I think too, like the, the other side of that and just to sort of not, not to try not to go down this rabbit hole yeah. too, too far, <laughs> but like, too late. you know, I think like, one of the things that our best days on this side of glory will be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> like they will yeah. be the, the, you know, our best days, like ma- orders of magnitude better, mm-hmm. like every day. And it's sort of like, there, there is that, um, you know, I know some people get weird about Lewis, but like uh, one of my mm. favorite lines is uh, in the last battle, further up and further in yes like you know and and so it's like i i may have referenced uh this office space quote before (laughs) where it's like every day that you see me you see me on the worst day of my life (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but it's like every day in in glory is going to be the best day or you know that's i don't even know how time will work in glory (laughs) you know it, it but it's it's one of those things in the sense that like the the bar like the best days on, on of our lives on this side will sort of be tear stained dim memories mm-hmm. if or, you know what i'm saying yeah. like the, like it and again it's that orders of magnitude uh, deeper and better and more profound and more complete yes and um or maybe not complete but uh, but anyways, yeah. So 
No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, totally. I mean, yeah. It, it It's funny. Um, th- This would be a great way to segue into our main topic where we're talking about some of our favorite things. Um, But I still have more <laughs> to no, report that's, on, so. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's good. I'm just saying, I'm just calling out a segue where I see it, but. We can't, we can't go there just yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was books. Um, and, and I think actually th- that is a good kind of reminder, you know, if we reflect on what we're here on this earth to do and, um, and what it's going to be like in eternity, that helps to put some of these things in perspective of, you know, things like entertainment, um, making sure, you know, like the goal of this podcast is to, yes, make sure that, that we're doing this well, that we are, that we're mm-hmm. partaking of this well. Um, so hopefully that little nugget strikes a chord with you. Um, so, okay. So back to my report for the past couple of weeks, some of the games that I've been playing, um, I have been, I've actually played the most um, Dragon Quest eight over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, I guess, slow going, maybe not slow going, um, but it's going, you know, I knew that this was going to be one that I was going to be on for a while. Um, shout out to patron Wesley Ray, who like already finished it. That was kind of crazy. Um, that seemed to come out of nowhere. He said he finished it in 40 hours. I'm probably not going to be able to finish it that quickly. And I'm not sure how I he have did that. no idea. Like, he's just got to be like a beast. Yeah. Because... I spent over 200 hours. Now, I did all the things, which is yeah. actually sort of like scaring me from coming back to the DS version. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, do I really want to dump 200 more hours into this? And it's like, kind of. So one thing I do want to say, because uh, I don't want to get into everything, because, you know, I've talked about this game already a couple of mm-hmm. times, is that I'm appreciating more and more the fact that that it doesn't use random battles, but that you can actually see the monsters on the map. Um, mm-hmm. Because it does a couple of things. Um, it allows you to, you know, navigate to where you don't necessarily have to fight all the time. Like, you can get from place to place. Because I'm in a, a section of the game where you do a lot of travel, and um, it's been, there are random battles when you're at sea, because you can't see the sea monsters. Um, but when you're walking through the, the you know, pathways and stuff, mm-hmm. you can you can get around. Now, there there's sometimes when the enemies are just like, oh, hey, there he is. Let's attack him kind of a thing. So, so you can't always do that. But it definitely helps a lot. If you don't want to fight, you can drastically cut down on the amount of random battles that I'd imagine the original PS2 version would have you fighting a lot more the other thing that it does yeah is um i recently stumbled on an area where you can grind very easily so if you know dragon quest obviously you do nate but for any of our listeners if you've never played a dragon quest game there are always um certain enemies that are very rare that have huge defensive abilities and that run away very quickly um metal slime metal slimes in in dragon quest and actually uh octopath has uh characters somewhat like that they're these weird like cat characters um that carry around like bags of gold and i can't think offhand um 
what they're called. But so a lot of RPGs do this, but Dragon Quest does it with metal slimes. And I stumbled upon an area last night where the metal slimes are actually very common. And because I can see them on, you know, I can see them in front of me, I can actually run after them. Now, when they, when you spot them, they'll run away pretty quickly before you get into a battle. Um, but if you let them kind of run around for a little while, you can catch up to them and you can fight them. So all that said is that actually being able to see them helps out a lot with grinding. You can actually choose what and what type of enemies you want to fight. For the mm-hmm. most part, they can be in groups with other types of enemies sometimes. Um, but for the most part, you can find the enemies that give you the most experience and only fight those in the overworld map. So, again, I haven't played the PS2 original, but I think this one can cut down. It's just one of those quality of life things, and it's made me appreciate, like... Yeah man, why don't all RPGs allow you to, like, forget random battles. And again, this is from some coming from someone, we'll talk about this later as we get into our, our main topic. Um, mm. Even something like Octopath uses random battles. And I didn't mind it, but now that I'm playing a game that doesn't have them, I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and it's not like the, um, it's not necessarily like the Persona, maybe 5 doesn't do this, but Persona 4, where it's like there, you can't tell what it is before you fight it. It's just like this entity looking thing. Um, no, like you can actually see the type of enemy that it is before you decide to fight it. So um, it's made me really appreciate that. Uh, so the Dragon Quest Eight, I'm plugging away at it. I shot up about 10 levels um, between last mm. night and this morning because metal slimes holy smokes i I took advantage um because i Mm. just i just love seeing the numbers go up i love unlocking the new abilities Uh, you gotta pump those numbers up (laughs) exactly exactly um okay i started a game um due to the hashtag hashtag i can never say that right it's always uh, hashtag exactly hashtag guten tag uh always weird german hashtags uh because of backlog busters i was going through my handheld games and i bought a game on the virtual console on 3ds that was an old game boy color game and i say old it was actually late in the game boy colors life um the game is called shantae and you may have heard of the Mm. of its sequels it's had a number of sequels um it was the original i i want to say it was one of their very first games by way forward um, and it's this Metroidvania style game on Game Boy Color. And so I started that up um, due to our our patron uh, draft that we did a couple weeks ago. And I've been playing through that and I've been really surprised. It is very colorful and it has very good animation for a Game Boy stinking color game. Um, and, and so that's been fun when I want just kind of like a side scrolling fix when I'm done with my RPGing for a little while. So um, I'll report more on that as I put more time into it, but it's good. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed from the initial couple of hours that I played. Lastly, I finished up Katamari Damashi and I am happy to report. It did finally click for me. Um, And it was because of in particular, a video that I watched on YouTube that talked about its creation 
and how basically like how weird the creator of the game was <laughs> and how mm-hmm. he fought to limit the game as much as possible like he he saw it as kind of a zen type game the fact that there are even timers in the levels um was not his idea like basically the publishers had to come back and be like you need to make this more of a game it can't just be an open world type thing um and so they added timers so that there's actually like challenge to it um, and that helped me kind of reframe the way that I think about because I felt like some of the challenges that I was hitting up against, obviously the controls, like I mentioned last time, I felt like maybe I was doing something wrong because I couldn't get used to the controls. But after learning like, okay, no, the controls are intentionally simple. You're not doing anything necessarily wrong. You just need to get used to them. There are no like maneuvers that you need to learn in order to beat the game. Like just slow down do what you can and and that mm-hmm. really helped me as i was playing through it like okay okay and and it 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 just it all clicked and the last level of the game so i, I don't know if i said it but i did beat the game uh, the last level of the game was absolutely fantastic for this type of game you know it's not like a boss battle or anything like that um but you're literally like rolling up islands and clouds and like continents and it's absolutely ridiculous and i really really enjoyed that as like well the last level is a ton of fun yeah it it took me (laughs) a couple tries is a ton of fun (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, i rolled up godzilla there was a random godzilla and you just yes there there he is there you go you roll him up Make that moon or whatever. I think it was the moon, right? I think you're trying to make the moon in that level. Could be wrong. But maybe. Anyways, maybe. Katamari. It it clicked for me. I, I do I liked it a lot. And I've heard that it's like the original is the best in the series. So I'm like, I don't know if I'd wanna I don't know. I own another one on Vita, but I'm not sure when I'll jump into that. We'll see. So that's my well, report. I I'm mean stick to it. Yeah, no. It, Katamari is is like sort of. It's it's one of those things like the the formula pretty much stays the same. Okay. So okay. Well, that's good. From what I understand. So cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah. You mentioned way forward, and I just have to like mm-hmm. way forward is actually like I really like the River City Ransom games. Yeah. And way forward is making a game called River City Girls. Mm-hmm. And it's the girlfriends of the original protagonists. Yeah. And it's like, it's a really, like, I think the the sprite work then is just phenomenal. And I was like, I think uh, when I saw it, I tweeted out, I said, I didn't know I needed this until right now. <laughs> and, and it's like, there's a part of me that's just like, yes, I, I want that. Um, but that's the one that it kind of looks like the Scott Pilgrim game, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, it, I, I just like those, those beat em ups. Like they're just fun. Oh, yeah. Um, Castle Crashers coming to PS4 has uh. me super excited. Um, cause I, I have bought Castle Crashers, uh, 
this 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 time when it comes out, it'll be the fourth time because I will be buying it at some point. <laughs> nice. Um, I own it on Steam. Mm-hmm. I bought it when it first came out on Xbox Live Arcade or whatever, and then I own it on PS3, and uh, I will be buying it on PS4 because uh, it's it's my favorite <laughs> kind of thing. It's it's one of my favorite. It's it's just like. It's a very like easy sort of like game to get just sit down and get into and it's not it's it's I don't know. If you've never played Castle Crashers, well, then you're just missing out. And I feel sorry for you. I've um, never played Castle Crashers. Well, then you're missing out and I feel sorry for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I do I believe I have oh, it on man. Steam though, so that maybe I'll transfer it over into my game of shame in my games of shame. Trademarked. Um, yes. I've heard good things about Castle Crashers, and I'm glad to hear that it is one of your favorite games. It's it, it yeah. See, there you go, it, and he sets it up. <laughs> yeah, with the, the um, it did not. Unfortunately, it did not make this list um, because well, yeah, this is some a, some caveats there. Exactly, this is a very particular. I mean, not particular guys. Okay. If you've listened to us before, maybe this is your first episode. Hey, welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, we love talking about all kinds of stuff, obviously by the past, like half an hour that you've been listening to. We're good at being bad at brevity. Once again, obviously based on what you've listened to already. Um, but that said, we, we enjoy being reflective. A lot of our episodes have to do with games that we've played in the past uh, and kind of reevaluating our own priorities and things that we enjoy. And so today in that same spirit, we decided, Hey, it's August. It's a little more than halfway into the year. Why not take a look at some of the, the Mm. games, the the games of the year, right? I mean, everyone, Mm -hmm. everyone does their game of the year picks, right? Why not do it in August for our game of the year so far? Yeah, game of the year so far, and I think uh, yeah, you, you sort of had like I think uh, Colin Moriarty and Chris Raygun did something very similar to this okay. a few weeks ago on Sacred Symbols. So, um, but a few episodes ago, we did sort of our sort of a mid-year review, just sort of where we were at, doing some course correction and stuff. And I thought, um, and and in that time, we actually took some steps, and we sort of we actually sort of jotted out a plan for episodes and stuff. And just full disclosure, we were not actually going to talk about this today. This is sort of one of those things that we kind of, this was like a backup topic because we were thinking about maybe talking about doing a bit of a mother may I review sort of look over sort of thing. But then 
listening to the uh, the retros, uh, you know, the the remainder of the interview sort of guest episode that we did on the Retro Zoo Super Super Show, mm-hmm. Fun Time Adventure Zone, what, what <laughs> whatever it is, Super um, Show, the Retro Zoo Super Show, yes. Too many words, Paul. Too many. <laughs> Just so many. Um, and if you anyways, notice, every time anyways, we're on, he makes fun of the title of our podcast. So, so it's it turnabout is fair play. <laughs> um, uh, but you, you, we we had talked a little bit about Earthbound, and I think like I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it. Like you know, outside of what was already said on the retro like i don't have anything to add to the conversation i think it was a good game good game i enjoyed playing it i recommend it if you haven't played it and you have access to it but at the same time i'm probably not going to go back to it Mm -hmm. and at some point in time i am going to play mother three and i probably Mm -hmm. will go back and play earthbound beginnings um just because i'm i'm weird like that i may not may not play them in order but uh yeah, like it was fine. It was good. It's it's a neat little time capsule, and that's about it for me. Like it's it's good, and I think anything that I would want to talk about would probably verge on spoiler spoiler territory. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't played it, it's like granted the game's like thirty years old almost or something, and so if it gets spoiled for you, well, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, part of like the charm of that game is is is, is a lot of the reveals, and so. Anyways, so mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, like we already said, some of our favorite games so far this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. We are, I'm, you know, we're, we're super, we're super with it. So. <laughs> and, and for those of you <laughs> lamenting that we, we didn't go deeper into Earthbound, um, definitely, you know, like, like we already mentioned, check out those episodes of the Retro Zoo. But also, we may or may not have some content coming down the line in the form of bite-sized episodes that may or may not be in the works um, for something along those lines for more Mother Talk. So just stay tuned. It might come, possibly. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. That so. said, we're taking a look at our favorite games of the year so far this year. Um, and so we threw out actually on Twitter and on Facebook kind of the same question of like, hey, guys, it's August. Mm-hmm. What have been y'all's favorite games? Uh, and we got a good amount of responses. Should we mm-hmm. uh, take a look at those guys first? We can. And there was also like a subtweet sort of thing mm-hmm. that was like in line with ours where it just got ridiculous and I stopped paying attention to notifications mm-hmm. at that point. But yeah. Uh, yeah, No Man's Sky was on there. Yeah, yeah uh, that was weird. <laughs> um, Funny enough, I had a conversation actually with my buddy at church on Sunday about it because he's looking forward to the new update and he really liked the okay. last update as well. So he was like, if you get it, let me know because we could totally because there's a there's apparently some vr stuff that's coming with this new update as well so that's um, actually sort of like it's it's actually kind of on my radar yeah because of that reason um but anyways anyways (laughs) yeah so there was a couple of uh kind of people who follow us both on facebook and twitter 
um, kind of saying the same thing. I did the same thing myself as well. Um, so not saying anything wrong with that, but we'll start off with just some of our Twitter responses and see what people had to say there. We had, uh, the GG app, of course, our buddy over there, uh, Charles, he said that out of everything that he's played this year, he had to give it to Spider-Man so far. Obviously that's a PS4 Spider-Man, mm-hmm. not the, you know, like the animated series LJN game on Super Nintendo. Um, cause that, that one's just okay even though I grew up with it. Um, so PS4 Spider-Man, that, I mean, that one definitely deserves a nod. Um, I know you, yeah. that's one of your favorites, um, just in general. But actually, you know, before we get to our favorites, sorry, I've just never played the game, but you know, I've heard nothing it's but good very things. very <laughs> good. When you get around to the PS4, yeah. it should, it's on, it's, it's it's probably one of like seven or eight games I call must plays for the PS4. Yeah. Like as far as exclusives go, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that like I was like, oh, this is pretty good, and then I started playing. And I was like, oh. you know, yeah. and and the listener can't see my face, <laughs> but there's sort of this slack jawed sort of amazement. He got anime um, eyes for a second there. I did. I did. They got really big, very large. Um, but no, uh, dude, like swinging around New York City mm-hmm. is a blast. Like the traversal in that game is way more fun than it ought to be. And just the gameplay yeah. in general, I, I think like uh, I, that was a Sucker Punch game, right? Is that Sucker uh, Punch? Insomniac? Insomniac. Uh, uh, yes. Is that right? Mm. Yes, it was Insomniac. They deserve a ton of credit. Like they, they were a good studio prior to that. But man, like Spider Man, that's cool. That's cool. took me off guard. Took me off guard. Yeah. Like I, I liked it way more than I thought I would. I liked it so much I platinumed it <laughs> and completed all the DLC. Hey, I don't have a problem. <laughs> That's no, that's really cool. In my mind, just again, because I haven't played it, don't own a PS4. Um, what I'm equating this to is that uh, the Shadow of Mordor game, because I got that one on a sale on Steam. And when I first started playing that one, it was it was much better than I expect, or I enjoyed it better than more than I had expected that I would, if that makes any sense. That one had some glaring faults to me, um, but I 100%ed that game. Uh, and I was surprised that I actually enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, so I'm looking forward to Spider-Man in the years to come when I do pick up a PS4. Um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. And, you know, maybe this is kind of, you know, this is a, uh, just like everyone else, you know, that you can adjust your hipster glasses when you hear this. But Spider-Man has been my favorite superhero since I was a kid. Um, so... I, there's a soft spot. I just saw Far From Home this week because I oh. like Spider Man. So, uh, <laughs> good things it's all so, around. <laughs> such a good movie. Like ah, oh. all <laughs> Spider Man's arc in the Marvel Cinematic Universe might be my favorite thing about that. Interesting. Yeah, it might be like my favorite thing. Like. I I have always enjoyed Spider Man. Uh, yeah. I got back. I was into the comic book when Todd McFarlane was one of the when he was the artist. Yeah. Um, when uh, like his Spider Man runs were some of my favorite. It just I I 
he's he's a crazy talented i mean yeah. they're they've had a ton of really talented artists but uh anyways uh yeah spidey's like he's just such a good character mm-hmm. um peter park like peter parker uh you know and maybe this makes me super cliche but yeah, peter parker spider-man and then logan slash wolverine nice. like my two favorite superheroes of all time like batman is cool but like man okay like i'm gonna be real if you said like hey nate you could pick any like super superpower suite like uh, like so it would be like i either want to be spider-man and zip around web slinging and like with with a little precognitive and and spider mm-hmm. strength and all that stuff. Like I want to be Spider Man and be super agile. I want to be like Wolverine tough. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like that's like I don't even need the claws. Right. Like that. I, frankly, the claws sounded a little bit like overboard, <laughs> but you know. The smoking cigars and drinking like gallons of whiskey mm-hmm. and then just being so tough that nothing can kill you. Um, yeah. Like, uh, and I know it's regenerative. Exactly. Exactly. But, Which really but like, is the ultimate superpower. I mean, really. Yeah. Because you can, yeah, gain thousands of years of knowledge. It, it, anyways, um, we yeah, we don't necessarily have to go down the rabbit hole of superpowers but yeah because we because we're good at being bad at brevity and we yes, can yes, stay yes. there for quite a while um but just to throw that out there the regeneration really is the ultimate superpower um okay so spider-man great game favorite um from charles uh next up we've got the henshin dad himself wesley ray who uh said mm-hmm. that the earthbound trilogy the mother trilogy itself um what has been his favorite so far this year. Um, and mm. so props to heading up our backlog busters props to that mother. May I, and, and playing through those games. I definitely found, I had a newfound appreciation for earthbound. Not that I didn't enjoy it before, but just like after playing earthbound beginnings and really kind of delving into the story, which again, you can listen to the retro zoo to hear more about that. Um, and how that ties together. It's uh, it's weird, but it's good. And um, even if the gameplay in Earthbound Beginnings isn't the best, uh, I think the story that those games tell um, is really interesting and and definitely unique. So, um, Wesley over here with the Mother Trilogy. Um, we've got another friend of the show, Logan Sharp, who said Cuphead. But not really. Um, actually it's resident evil Two remake. Uh, he said it blows his mind how great that game is. And I have heard that mm. I replied to him and I said that, um, you know, I have heard nothing but good things about that game as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it seems like it's definitely a contender for, for game of the year for a lot of people, not just Logan. Um, so another one to add to my short list whenever I get around to owning a PS4. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. It looks like, oh, we do have one more on Twitter. Sorry, I didn't see that. Um, but we've got Jason who said Darksiders. Um, besides yes. just the game itself being fun, he loved the art styles. And uh, he said he wished that more games would have unique art styles like that. Um, and so yes. <laughs> really appreciate that. I've, I've heard really good things about the Darksiders games as well. Although I have heard that two mm-hmm. is way better than the first one. 
Um, but that's just what I've heard. I don't know, even though I own both the games. Haven't played them. Mm, I don't know. I really, I haven't been to. Okay. But Darksiders 1 was one of those games that when it came out, uh, it's just, it it's just like a perfect homage to the 3D. Like, it's sort of like, uh, it's a bit of an homage to like the Legend of Zelda games um, mm-hmm. that sort of, but it, uh, just that, that 3D sort of platform adventure sort of, you know, the, the way basically that we play games now, but it was, it, it's just, it's, it's very good. It, it was very good. Uh, Joe, I can't ever say his last name, so I'm just, it's M-A-D-U-I-R-E-R-A. And yeah, I'm just not even going to like, my <laughs> mouth is entirely too white to try and say that name. <laughs> so uh, my my wife, her like my wife's mother's maiden name was Gonza- Gonzalez del Valle, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, okay, like I can, I can hang there. Yeah. But like, y- you know, it's like that one. I'm like, mm, no, no, dog, I got nothing. Uh, got white mouth. I look at that and I'm like. That's like, dude, I got, I got white boy mouth. Um, yeah, Darksiders one, it's just like it is incredibly visually striking. Joe Mad is a heck of an illustrator and a heck of a uh, character designer. So, like, yeah, Jason and I talked a little bit about that. Uh, it's, it's really good. Like, and I, I don't know, I, I like the character designs for all of the four, all four of the Horsemen. Nice. So. That's awesome. But why, why would you try and rip off a Zelda game like? I'm so angry right now. I think I'm going to smash uh, my PC you're gonna in protest. you going to smash a, 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 a PS4 in protest because it's not like Breath of the Wild <laughs> didn't rip off a bunch of other games. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a reference to a, a previous conversation that we had that was not aired. <laughs> um, but if you're curious, just Google search Genshin Impact and uh, smashing a PS4 in protest. Uh, it's stupid, but Dude, it's funny. It's, it's so dumb. Phones? <laughs> it's one of those it's, situations it's that level of dumb it is yes it is that level of stupid uh oh my goodness so, uh yes. anyways i just thought it was funny because now we're talking about games that rip off Zelda. again i use that term lovingly i don't care i think it's awesome i think it's great when you take good games and attempt to do something similar to a good game that's that's cool yeah. it's not a bad thing um <laughs> so anyways so that that was some of our replies on twitter uh what what was it like over there on the the book of faces in the book of faces uh so christian moore said he played titanfall 2 for the first time this year and uh that campaign is darn near perfect uh christian i totally agree uh titanfall 2's campaign is one of the best campaigns that Mm. i i i've played in a long time it's it's very very good level design in that is phenomenal Nice. I, I think I played that last year. Okay. But it's that's a very good one. Um, you kicked in, and obviously Octopath Traveler, mm. and uh, you have no regrets. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. Over 100 hours and no regrets. <sighs> um, Jeremiah Stiles says uh, he hasn't really played that many games yet this year. Um, and he's really hoping that Age of Wonders Planetfall will be his goatee. 
um, that's it's G O T Y game of the year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I got you. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Jacob Van Olst, Bastion, Sonic Mania, Spiral One, Mega Man One Third. I'm assuming he means one, one and two, three. three. Oh, oh, yeah, um, that's right, that's right, because he wasn't as big of a fan of two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bastion, I totally am down with that. Uh, Supergiant is one of my favorite studios. Mm-hmm. Sonic Mania, I'm just not a Sonic guy. Okay. I own Sonic Mania. I just oh. have not really played it. Maybe I'll sit down and chain rectify that. Spyro Whoops. One, why? <laughs> like, I'm assuming that's like the OG, like playstation now if it's like the the ps4 remake okay like i can see that but like oh that's what i was saying like if if it's like spyro one on playstation uh yuck uh (laughs) mega man one and three yeah you got some sweet sweet uh you know that's some sweet sweet jump and shoot man right there Mm -hmm. um so and he does say uh sonic mania plus plus fixes every minor issue he had with the base game Nice. And they were minor. Uh, Dwayne Surge uh, says, as part of the Backlog Busters podcast, hashtag B- Backlog Busters podcast, um, we talk about our game of the year and what we played and what came out. Yep. And he's saying uh, it's going to be tough for him to, to choose this year. Right now, his top four, it looks like, are The Messenger, which I've heard awesome things about yeah. is that Ninja Gaiden sort of like, I think like the hook for me there, man, is like it goes from the 8-bit to 16-bit style mm-hmm. and it sort of flips between the two. And mechanically, like that's actually not just like a style thing. That is a mechanic. Yeah. Like there are, and I'm like, Oof. Um, Diablo 3, yes. Uh, Diablo 3 is always one of the best games of the year um, because it's fantastic. And it continues um, to get re-releases. <laughs> Duh. It's like the Skyrim of Blizzard. Exactly. Like I, I'm eagerly awaiting when I can play it on my phone um, <laughs> and on my one. refrigerator. I do have a phone. Uh-huh. It is um, coming to Spider- phones. <laughs> Spider-Man, uh, obviously uh, mm-hmm. that's just, that is a phenomenal game. Uh, that actually sort of made my honorable mentions. And Guacamelee. Uh, I nice. need to get around and play the original Guacamelee. I hear that that is a fantastic Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. Um, I weighed in on that and I said Spider-Man and the DLC. I really did like the DLC for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I It was like, it. I said further in that, that comment thread, I said, it is more the same, but that same is really really good uh nice. spider-man is just a really good game uh i also really liked uh what remains of edith finch that one surprised like, me because that was a recent playthrough yeah uh dude it's it's one of those things like the uh, for me it's been interesting because uh it it caught me off guard it really took me by surprise how much i enjoyed that game yeah. i mean i think like the best way to put it like the, the sort of like the tldr version is it i like walking simulators in theory uh i really enjoyed firewatch mm-hmm. but i feel like they just sort of like there there's almost like i want like a little bit more out of them and i feel like what remains of edith finch nails that 
it sort of takes that and it sort of gamifies enough of it that because it really is just you're walking around the house, but there's like these gamification elements mm-hmm. and the, like that. I don't know. I yeah. just oh, and it just like and the story it told and just it's it's a really uh, it, it really just caught me off guard. Really shook me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, uh, I and this is you know no surprise, but I really liked Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like, I just, sometimes I, I, I mean, I liked doom so much that I bought the VFR version mm-hmm. uh, or the, the, the doom VFR is what they call it. And that's a reference to BFG. Gotcha. Which stands for big freaking gun mm-hmm. and virtual freaking <laughs> reality. Only they did <laughs> never learn. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I'm talking really, uh, um but uh anyways 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 so i really liked doom a lot um so let's see what else we got here wesley mother three he's uh you know and he already you know he already said that the entire earthbound series or mother series in general um and then just jason again and um jesse knopp he said Mm spider-man xenoblade chronicles x uh, and then Third Age Total Wars, and then you got all excited because you found somebody else who's played Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah, yeah. The only other person that I know was who also commented earlier was Logan, and I know he didn't finish it. I know he didn't get it. Relatively, mm-hmm. didn't get very far in the game. I mean, it's a huge game, like absolutely enormous. I I kind of talked it's about huge. It, it is <laughs> yes, it's huge. We got the biggest mechas, all the world. We got the biggest mechs. <laughs> It's, um, it's the biggest open map <laughs> it's it's true i mean the 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 guys who made that game uh what it's not Mistwalker, right is it Mistwalker? i don't i don't remember the the name of the studio um but uh mm. they no Mistwalker is the is the rpg it's okay regardless doesn't matter the guys who made that game helped um uh they were hired on to help out with breath of the wild as well to kind of manage the oh. the size of the world and the fact that you, it doesn't have to load when you're going to different areas and stuff like that so they um it is the the large in terms of the map size it's the largest game that i that i've ever played and the game is all about exploration and adventure um in a different way than breath of the wild is both those games kind of have that same idea uh, but anyways, yes, I got excited because I really enjoyed my time with that game, but it I feel like it got kind of middling reviews because it is sort of repetitive. Um, but again, I just enjoyed kind of adventuring out into these new worlds and, and seeing everything that the game had. It's it's much more of a, a huge open place, um, whereas Zelda, I feel like, Breath of the Wild particularly has you know stuff under every nook and cranny this one is more big for the sake of like really having you feel like you are in a different world and really exploring this this new world as opposed to having a lot kind of populated in the world if that makes sense um so it definitely had its faults Mm. but i really enjoyed my time with it so i'm stoked that someone else enjoyed it um because i didn't feel like it got that much praise except for a few of the things that it did. Plus it was I on the Wii I have a copy. I have a copy. Okay. And I've been sort of, I've side-eyed it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think you and I have talked a little bit about it. Is that the one where you can get the mechs? Like when you get the mechs, you can fly around in the mechs yes. on the map and you can just like, like, oh, hey, I'm going to land here with my mech. And you just like drop out of the sky and land in that spot. Yeah. And, and again, the world is, it doesn't load when you go to new areas. So it really feels like you're flying through. I mean, the, the conceit of the game is like, you are the last remnant of earth, you and your colony. And so you are colonizing this entirely different planet. And Um. so, um, you're, you're going to these different areas in the, in the planet and trying to learn, you know, setting, um, what you might call it, like basically like cell towers and stuff like that. So, so that you can kind of populate this brand new planet. And, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Of, I mean, for that alone, you're traveling around in a huge mech, you get to upgrade your mech, however you see fit and customize it and stuff like that. Um, it definitely, it has its flaws, but I really enjoyed what it did. Hmm. So, well, moving on, yeah. uh, Micah Hendrick, uh, good old Micah, mm-hmm. Micah gear solid, uh, <laughs> says it's still resident evil too for him. Yeah. Uh, the atmosphere and care of the source material helps it stand tall. And yeah, that's uh, Resident Evil 2. Like, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but it's like, it's very much like, I'm like, yeah, it, it's just a matter of time mm-hmm. uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, Nino Kuni 2 is a close second. Okay. Yeah. See, I was surprised because I believe he platinumed that game, if I recall correctly. Nino Kuni 2? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's platinum both of them. Okay. So. Yeah. So right. I, I, yeah, I, cause I know he talked up Nino Kuni too. Um, so the fact that, that it was second, although he does say it's a close second. So I get it. Um, I was just yeah. I was surprised. So that's, a, that's another one to look out for when, if, if, when I decide to pull the trigger on a PS4. Okay. So I think we got one then, more. Yes. LJ Lowry says in terms of backlog, one of his favorites this year has been the game Subsurface Circular. It's a short two-hour game and dialogue-based, but a great story. So, so I'll be honest, I've never even heard of that game. That one, I'm like, I read it and I was like, ha. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm I will have to Google that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going on the short list for me because I'm like, oh, that's that's really interesting. Something, something that good that I just have not heard of i'm like hey maybe i should check that out oh they have it on g2a for 72 cents if you want a stolen copy uh anyways (laughs) yeah yes um yeah so that is friends of the show um you know people Mm -hmm. who who interacted with us just today actually Uh, because we decided to throw that question out there um so it looks like some of the big winners are spider-man and resident evil 2 both of those Mm -hmm. have come up multiple times um and those are are recent games so we mentioned our personal you know top games mine is octopath traveler i mean we we i've talked about it on previous episodes um there's just so much that that game to me does right. Definitely there, there, part of it might be the nostalgia of it all. Um, but fantastic score. I enjoyed the stories that it told. I get that a lot of people didn't like how it didn't, they didn't really connect. The characters didn't connect with each other. Um, I do think the post game content really helped out to see how, see kind of the threads 
that uh, were weaved throughout all the different stories to kind of draw them together. Um, and, you know, really the, the biggest, I mean, it was, to me, it was the complete package, but the biggest thing that kept me hooked to that game was the strategy of it all. The fact mm. that you've got so many, that you've got this cast of characters, they've got their different jobs, and then you can double up on jobs. And then um, on in addition to that, the the kind of like bravely default, the fact that you can mm. use up extra turns and build up your turns and pull out some crazy attacks and, and the risk reward that that had. And really just the overall difficulty that like, that risk is real because if you're, if you're down a couple turns, like you can get wiped out pretty easily. Um, it's almost similar to like a Shin Megami Tensei game in that regard. Um, so hmm. th- all of that just came together for me. Love, love, love Octopath Trap. Obviously, I mean, I put it in my top 10 of all time. So, uh, you know, it had, to, mm-hmm. it had to be my favorite so far this year. And then your top, as you've mentioned, has been Doom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, someone, someone actually, uh, Logan sent me a, a PM today. Oh, He's nice. like, so is, is doom really that good? And <laughs> I, I mean, like, I'm not trying to like qualify it, but it's like, listen, I think it has the best gunplay on console that I've ever experienced. Dang. Um, like it just, it feels good. Like, there is a bit of a learning curve and until mm-hmm. you sort of like really get comfortable with the, the, the gameplay and you get some of the upgrades and, and just, yeah, there's like, there's a bit of like a, a curve there, but honestly, like I, you know, it, it, to me, it was like, you know, Titanfall two came up and it's, it's, and again, like I enjoy, you know, and again, I've, I, I did a bite-sized breakdown on it, yeah. uh, on doom, excuse me. And, most of the time one i don't typically play a lot of shooters just because you know like i will play overwatch from time to time um but then after a while after i just really start to suck and feel like i'm sucking i'm like yeah i'm gonna take a break (laughs) but um yeah you know i think the the other side of that though is like man like there's something about doom like i just you know and then like i said uh isaac Stoltz, I think, was the one who platinumed it or compl- did 100% completion. And so I saw that and I was like, okay, like there's enough of a community out there that, okay, some of this multiplayer stuff, like I could probably go through and like it might be a little bit of a slog or a grind, mm-hmm. but like I could, I could do some of this multiplayer stuff if I really wanted to. Um, and, and I like the fact that like I want to go back and try and platinum this game right. sort of speaks to the fact that like I really did like it like it it was it was frustrating there there were some like sort of blemishes some like ugly spots but i wish more games it's it's one of those games where i'm saying like i wish more games especially games sort of in a, a first person shooter type engine would take cues from what they did with this one mm-hmm. i just feel like uh it just feels really good and i just you're like it, it's like it it's kind of like this question where it's like right now there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm trying to play through and trying to sort of like get through but there's there's this part of me it's like oh I could just fire up doom I could play doom <laughs> for a while um and I, and I'm kind of like 
<sighs> I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there were like, like I said, um, the Spider-Man and, and the Spider-Man DLC yeah. were up there for me. Uh, you know, like, like I said in the, the one comment, it's more, it's kind of more of the same, but mm-hmm. that, that formula is so, and like the gameplay loop is so good. Um, you know, I think towards the end of the third episode, it did get a, like a little sort of monotonous, a little sort okay. of grindy. Um, but I, I just, I, it was super enjoyable the entire time. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, and then, yeah, like I, I already talked about, what remains of Edith Finch. I just, mm-hmm. I, I really do adore that game. Like I have been, there's a, yeah, I've just, I, there's something about it that I'm just like absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, there, there, I had a couple like honorable mentions, yeah, sort of. Uh, so a while ago, I picked up that fell, fell seal, the arbiter's yeah. mark. Mm-hmm. Um. I I haven't picked it back up. I've sort of been trying to get some other stuff done, mm. but it's a Final Fantasy Tactics sort of clone homage, and just even sort of what we're talking about later. Like this is really like I'm down for Final Fantasy, uh, a new Final Fantasy Tactics game. I'm not really sold on the art style. The art style is kind of like generic in my opinion. Okay, but I really enjoy the game. I like uh, just the gameplay. Like if you like Final Fantasy Tactics. That's really all this is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, but uh, I'm looking Sounds forward fantastic. to, like, I really want to play Bloodstained. Um, yeah. There's a part of me, like, that, you know, well, and there was, like, this, like, we were on a bit of a, well, I personally, and I think you, you too, to a certain extent, like, but a bit of a Metroidvania kick. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a bunch of Metroidvanias that came out in the last couple of years, Hollow Knight being oh, among... Yeah sort of that uh then uh there's a game called soul serif that yeah. recently came out the act razor sort of spiritual successor mm-hmm. and i'm like i, I just look at it and i'm kind of like oh i kind of want that uh, makes me want to smash yeah. my ps4 sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> makes me just... want to smash my ps4 and go find a super nintendo <laughs> and just play act razor um <laughs> Ah, oh, seriously, so ridiculous, <laughs> so ridiculous. No, yeah, that that um, one definitely it does look interesting. I've heard kind of middling things about it, um, mm-hmm. but only because only because of the time that has passed between now and you know back when ActRaiser was popular. So it it sounds to me like like what I've gotten from the reviews that I've read or that I've heard um, is that like if you like ActRaiser, you will like this. It just doesn't. It's not very modern, if that makes sense. And mm. I'm totally cool with that. Like, that's not a bad thing to me. <laughs> no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a part of me that would love to see them sort of maybe, like... Iterate on play it. Play around. Like, yeah, like, For build sure. on it a little bit. Like, especially since, like, you know, we have, like, we have a lot of really good God game, sim-type mm-hmm. games out there. Like you could like borrow from other games yeah. and say like, hey, this is a really cool element. I could incorporate this, um, yeah. And even as far as like platforming goes, like you know, there there are things you could do to sort of spice that platforming up. But like ActRaiser was fun, yeah. And so like it's it's just like oh, you're telling me oh like somebody made basically a new ActRaiser. Okay, 
Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I'm in. Up. Like, okay, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I've talked about it. Borderlands Three is coming up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm, my body is ready. Um, and then Hollow Knight Silk Song is supposed to get a oh, release that's right. this year, I think. So, and then there's the Link's Awakening remake. Mm-hmm. So it's like September's September's going to be like hard for me. Um, like I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying to sort of like. The original goal for me this year was to just not buy anything. Mm-hmm. And then we got the VR and I kind of was like, I'm going to buy all the games. <laughs> you want with um, the, with the best that it has to offer, right? So why not, you know, be a sales. Well, and, that, that that, well, and that's the thing too. Like, the, you know, one of the things that sort of chaps my rear end. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was like a little, whatever. I don't care. It's okay. Just don't uh, visualize it. Yeah, just oh, on. Oh, and now that we told them not to, um, anyways, anyways, but one of the things that sort of I got a little salty over was like I bought it when it was on sale the other week for like 12 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. It's normally like a $20 game or a $30 game or whatever. And it, it's next month, it's going to be free. And I, wanted or this month, I think it's one of the free games. And I was just like, what (laughs) yeah um it was it was like but i i you know the the only regrets i have are really like i I had to take the points um but it's one of those (laughs) those games where like it it showcases the vr so well that it's just kind of hard to not own it in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um i mean there were some games on that VR list which were very much like, no, I just I just want these because I I want them. Uh, yeah, like Borderlands Two VR. I'm like, uh, I I like Borderlands Two, and so you tell me I can play in VR. Okay, yeah. like yeah, why not? Yeah, like if if someone was like, hey, we're gonna make Diablo Three, and it's really it's gonna be in VR, but all you're gonna really be able to do is like sort of like look over top. I'd be like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. I want that. Can you put it on my phone? Uh. <laughs> Can you, I will play that on anything. Um so but yeah, man, it's like, you know, there's some stuff coming out still coming out this year that I'm really kind of like jazzed about. Mm-hmm. Uh how about For you, sure. man? Like what were some of your like runner ups or whatever? Yeah, so I don't know um if you keep track of it. Since the GG app has added lists. I have thrown all the games that I've beaten this year on a list, Mm -hmm. um, which has been really helpful because of backlog golf. I've actually finished more games this year than I have in previous years for a while. Um, But that's also because they've been shorter games. So according to my GG list, um, I've finished 23 games so far this year, but that's not entirely true because one of those games was a metal slug anthology. And so technically that was like seven games there. So it's, I'm up to like 30 games, which is like really surprising. I usually don't even do half that because I like 60 hour RPGs. (laughs) Um, but even though I finished a hundred hour RPG this year. Uh, so, so I'll start off with metal slug just because I had such a good time going through the entire series and because you have because you're effectively unlimited play it's not even like you don't get stressed out it's just 
pure fun. It's pure arcade action. And the games are so yeah. over the top. You know, I did a bite-sized episode on it, so I don't need to belabor the point. Um, but I really did enjoy those games. Part of it's nostalgia for playing some of the old arcade. There are at least one of them in an old arcade. Um, but they're just, I just really enjoy that run and gun, just arcadey fun. Um, some of the other standouts, of course, I just have to plug it. Chrono Trigger, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, because mm-hmm. um, playing through that one again this year, it just, and I've said it multiple times, it holds up so well. There's even more that I can appreciate about it now than the first time I played through it as a high schooler, you know? So it it's just fantastic. Um, well, that's because you got smarter. <laughs> hopefully I'm smarter than, we, we hope. than when I was in high school. Um, we hope. learned a thing or two since then. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, but Azure Striker Gunvolt is mm-hmm. another standout for me this year. It was, I enjoyed it more than kind of I expected when starting out. You know, I, I told everyone how I bought both those games, the first one and the second one, haven't touched the second one yet. Um, at the same time when they were on sale, uh, probably last year, the year before that. And so they had been sitting there. I had heard that they were pretty good. Um, I was surprised at just how much how the game um, like forces you to learn and it, you know, like mm-hmm. you just experience yeah. kind of kicks your butt until you learn how to play well. Mm. Um, and yeah. it, it's, uh, I was curious. So you said, you said you only got the bad ending. How did that ending make you feel? Mostly I was just glad I was done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like I was like I was kind of like starting to like no granted I played for about ten hours okay but I was starting to get a little frustrated yeah because wow. it's like I just want to like I I I was like I just want to move yeah. on um and uh, no that that makes sense but, if if it was ten in order to get that ending that I think I was like six or seven because I think I was a little over nine for the entire like going back and getting the extra stuff. So yeah, if you were grinding for a few hours, I totally get how that would be frustrating, especially. Well, and it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Like, but then there was a point like, it's like, okay, like let's wrap this up. And then I think like what, what was frustrating was like, just, I probably fought that last fight like 15, 20 yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I never, I didn't struggle with any of the other bosses like yeah. I did with Nova. And, and then like, I just felt like, I really felt like, I feel like his first form is just incredibly cheap. Okay. Y- you know, my thing is like, you want to create, um, spoilers if you're going to play it and you don't want to hear about <laughs> how, like how to be, just skip ahead like a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or 30 seconds, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I feel like if you want to sort of create that, like do that, that intermittent, like, you know, like periods of invulnerability, mm-hmm. there are better, better ways to sort of execute that or incorporate that. Mm-hmm. Like versus you sort of having to jump up, hit your field, like hit the, hit her muse with your field then tag him and then zap him. And I was like, it just, to me, I, I don't know. Maybe I was just doing it wrong, but I was like, man, 
that this stinks. So I'm curious, you say doing it wrong. Did Were you using Orochi? Mm, is Did that you, the one that does like the little spinny? Um, it's the one that you can, ta- I know you can tag multiple things and they kind of like tie together in order to make the, in order to make the, um, the electricity field bigger. Well, I, I it's I, the one I was using was you shoot it out and it it shoots out the little drone mm-hmm. and it has like a little turret and it spits out like okay you can tag that's the one I was using gotcha gotcha it it made it it was a it was kind of a game changer when I started using Orochi and and I will say I'll I'll go on record that I was having a really difficult time with Nova. Um, and, and I fought it a handful of times and beat his first form. And then I saw the second form and like died almost immediately. And I'm like, what? There's more? This is stupid. And so I went on YouTube and watched someone else beat it and, and checked their loadout. And at that, at that point I was like, oh, okay. I really need to get into kind of the mechanics of the loadout and, and cater my play style to this boss if i want to progress um and so that's one of the things that i i say appreciate take that for what you will appreciate about the game is like yes it could have taught you better but the fact that like it requires things like that it requires you to get better i can like tip my hat to that like you're not afraid to um turn some people off because say get good yes exactly exactly for lack of invoking the game in every uh, episode of the podcast it gave that feeling of like dark souls um because it's the dark souls of the jump and shoot man yes yes of Mega Man games um just because (laughs) i felt like especially with the first form of nova but but somewhat with the second form as well you have to memorize his pattern and you have to get around what he's doing if you want to but his pattern just you know for the sake of like i feel like his pattern in the second form Mm -hmm. is so much easier to deal with okay like it to to identify like versus like the first one the first one the big problem i had with the first one is like you have to disrupt his field Mm -hmm. and that or disrupt the field then you can tag him then you can zap him but then he's he's throwing all sorts of crap at you yeah on top of that like it's, it's just a nuisance fight, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is like, I'm like, pick one, like yeah. make him a nuisance, or give him like the limited invulnerability crap. Yeah, like, but the the combination of the two was just super annoying. Yeah. I it was like that's super cheap, <laughs> but that's just yeah, that's just me. No, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, yeah. We got different things. I mean, I like the game. I I think it's an incredibly well designed game. I like the the premise, and it is one of those things. Like, yeah, it's very much like it plays. Like, the faster you go through the level, Mm -hmm. the more fun it is, and the better the better. Like, it's like when you can. When I was started to get A's in some of those Mm -hmm. levels, and like I'm just like tearing through and like zapping and dashing and. It's like it feels really good to pull off some like like well I was doing a lot of like the challenge run stuff. Yeah. And the Mirax level, the 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 subaquatic one mm-hmm. <laughs> where like the one challenge is get through all those shutters or to get through the water, 
get through that part without ever being submerged. Okay. And I probably did that a dozen times <laughs> before. But like when I finally did it, I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, yeah. Who's the man? Um, I felt like that. You, you remember that there was a commercial where it's like this fairly heavy, pasty kids playing like Madden and he scores like a touchdown. And he's like, yeah, who's the man? I'm the man. He's standing up and he's like dancing and then he gets out of breath. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's sort of how it felt. Um, Your dusty yeah. Cheeto fingers finally beat Azure Striker. Uh, yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. That's cool. Anyways, cool. yeah, I, I just, I really liked that game, um, and, and it definitely, it's one of the standouts of this year of the games that I played so far this year. Um, the last one that I wanted to mention, because you have um, talked about uh, Edith Finch so much, is another game along the those same lines. It is a walking simulator like that, um, which was the Beginner's Guide. If you haven't played it, I would highly recommend it. It does something very different, at least from from the little bit of uh, Edith Finch that I've heard about. I've heard that Edith Finch gets more emotional. Um, This game is not that. It is actually more about... I mean, some of the stuff that I appreciated about the game is the look that it gives you into game development and game design. Um, so it, it even starts off by doing a few things, playing these very short levels that are trying to say something like a work of art rather than be a game that is necessarily like for the fun of completion. Um, Hmm. so for instance, there is a, a level where you can only walk, um, backwards and I know that sounds weird, but the 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 conceit of the game is it tells you this little story and it's comparing itself to life. You can't see what's in front of you. You can only see what's behind you and what you have like come from in order to um, in order to to kind of progress. And I thought something like that was really cool. The way that that is taught to you through like this short level of a video game. Now, the game itself is also about the interaction between the player and the creator and kind of your relationship with the creator through the creation. And so it gets into some some weird themes. The way that it gets into that is weird as well, but it, it's it's very thought-provoking. Um, and it had mm. me, it's a short playthrough. I, I think I spent like an hour and a half in it, on it. Um, so you can finish it in one sitting um, but it's definitely made me think a lot about the concepts that it brings up. So um, I would highly recommend the beginner's guide. Um, and and I can't talk about it any longer because it's all like spoilers from there. But yeah. beginner's guide's a good one. So hmm. those have been some of my standouts that I've played so far in 2019. Um, there's definitely more that I'm looking forward to. Mm. I don't know that I'm actually going to purchase any 2019 games. We'll see. I've already, you know, picked up a handful of games so far this year. Um, false, sir. Huh? False. False. I, I think if you don't pick up Link's Awake. <sighs> yeah. It, I mean, because I'm a cheapskate, I don't know if I'll do it this year. I, mm. because I mean, the two standouts, honestly, um, are Dragon Quest Eleven 
because the Switch mm. version looks so good going back and forth between... Um, Dude, that 16-bit? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I, so that one and Link's Awakening mm. are definitely top of the list. I've heard nothing but great things about Fire Emblem that just came out. So that's another yes. one that has shot up to the top of the list. Um, so there's definitely been great stuff that's come out, stuff that I'm very tempted to purchase. Um, we'll just have to see how things pan out um, and, y- you know, what mm. I can afford and deals that I can scrounge up. There, there's also, a few, I've heard great things about Dragon Quest Builders 2 um, is mm. another really good one. And then Astral Chain, just because I've really enjoyed a lot uh, of the stuff that Platinum puts out. Um, yeah. it's yeah. definitely caught my attention. So, so there is stuff, you know, the, the future is bright for 2019, especially because for the next two months, we already have some games lined, lined up yes. that we're going to be playing next month yes, we do. is uh psychonaut September. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I will mm-hmm. be experiencing that for the first time. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then in October, we've got our horror game that we're playing through silent Hill two which I've I've heard is one of the best you know horror games that have, that's ever been created. So I'm interested. It's psychological psychological horror, not necessarily like you know make you jump out of your seat type horror. So I I'd say that I'm looking forward to it, except for <laughs> I'm I'm kind of not. Like it's definitely going to be like one of those things. Like lights are on, yeah. Windows like. <laughs> The window, all the curtains will be wide open. I'll only play it during the middle of the day sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, so so 2019 should be, it's definitely one for the books for sure. And yeah. I, man, I'm sorry. I just glanced over at my list again. I didn't even mention Earthbound Beginnings. Um, but what I said earlier stands is that um, even if the gameplay isn't the best, I think the story that that runs through that series is really good. So, yeah, I think, you know, it was it was definitely interesting to hear sort of like the through line there, mm-hmm. um, how like it really like there is there there are themes and characters that sort of follow you. Exactly. Through because and I was like, yeah, I had heard that Earthbound Beginnings is the prototype Earthbound. So and and in some ways, mechanically, it is because like. Basically, Earthbound is a better version mechanically of Earthbound Beginnings. So when the stories that they tell, even though there are some beats that are the same, um, when they are, when that story is continued in Earthbound, I was actually really surprised at just how the two made up one story and and yeah, kind yeah. of that through line. So I was I was definitely impressed with that. Yeah, it's uh it it was it was a compelling enough sort of commentary that I was like, huh, I Maybe. might have to add that <laughs> to uh mine old backlog. Yeah. Well, there you go. But. All right. Well, I think um that is enough for now. We've talked about what like 20 games so far. Um love the so input. So many. For sure. So many. So, yeah, you guys- that was very cool. Thank you. Yeah. If you have more, because this is only after one day after all, but if you've got more of your uh, favorite games mm-hmm. of the year so far, 
There are tons of ways that you can reach out to us. Obviously, like we mentioned, we're on Twitter. Our handle is at BBDownCast. Um, we also have our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. But then you can also email us directly at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. We do have a Discord server if you want to jump in there. The link is in the description. Um, and then we've got our personal social media platforms that you can find us on. Um, in obviously, gaming platforms like PSN. We both have Switches. Um, but then on Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, and the GG app, um, I go by Broccolope. That's spelled yes. B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by your name, Mr. Nate. Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Um, it's I like to keep it simple because I'm simple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, simple man. with it's, That's, I mean, you know what they say. Keep it simple, stupid. Simple. Uh, God, I, I, <laughs> oh man! You that know what? Great. Like, and just as, as a bit of a like a teaser there for uh, there, there, there's already some exclusive Patreon or patron <laughs> content. It's I, and if I do say so myself, I think it's fairly magnificent. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were talking about it before we started recording, but even your wife has enjoyed it. So. Yes. She has access to it uh-huh. because, yes. Yeah, I mean, the two are one. You're, yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. She's just. That's okay. Me. Yeah. She's more of exactly. me. Exactly. I guess. Um, but <laughs> yeah, if if you are interested in seeing or hearing or participating in some hijinks or even helping to form some of the 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 patreon patron hijinks uh yes get in on that sweet sweet biz yeah yeah so we do have a patreon if you'd like to support us financially you can do so there uh link in the description or i think actually it's really simple it's like patreon.com slash backlog breakdown something simple like that Something um, like that, yes. And then, of course, we if you don't if you don't want to support financially, that's totally fine. Um, you can also mm-hmm. do a few other things to help us out, like rating and reviewing the podcast. Obviously, subscriptions are great. Um, sharing on social media, you know, sharing with your friends, telling them to, to listen, you know, check out these two dudes who talk about their favorite games. Uh, they they just did an episode and they talked about their favorite games and their friends' favorite games for. Two hours. It was cool. Check it out. Beards, Bibles, backlogs, bad ability. <laughs> bah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that was that was a good look, and a, and a bit of a look ahead as well. Twenty nineteen is yes, good. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, not everything about twenty nineteen sucks, despite what the internet says. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. It's okay. Or read on yeah. the internet. Or read. Because there are words there, too. Or watch on the internet. (laughs) All right. Well. (sighs) It's it's been, I'll I'll tell you what, like, full disclosure, and Josh has been watching me struggle. I'm fading fast. I got up very early this morning. I picked up some heavy weights. Nice. And then then I sat around like a bum all day (laughs) when I should have taken a nap. Nice. But I didn't, I didn't take a nap because... I'm old and foolish. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And your backlog <laughs> anyway, was calling, Josh, right? My backlog was calling, and uh, that now my pillow is calling. <laughs> so, 
Awesome. But un- until next time, Josh. You guys out there, you guys, you keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Yeah, boy. <laughs> See you later. Later.